Welcome everybody to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry. From Major League Baseball to the NBA, NFL, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City. From the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Episode 6, guys. CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. We're going to be going over round 2 NBA playoffs. The madness that is happening. The most wide open playoffs possibly in the history of the NBA. Saw so many Game 7s in the West. A lot of good matchups, and we're uh, going to be going through predictions, breakdowns of rosters, some alert news, slight Bulls info, not a lot of Bulls info going out there. And with with me, Red, Red Rebel Army's here. Hey guys, glad to be here for this exciting playoff show. Mush Jackman, Big Nick, Red Rebel Army. We're here to break the NBA playoffs down for you guys round two. Sorry for being one game late, guys. I know it started yesterday. We had the Pacers the Pacers game and the Clippers game, right, Jackman? Yes. And uh, we'll go into deeper details with that. Clippers are up 1-0. And the Wizards still beating uh, or, or won 1-0 over the Pacers beating up on... Uh, on a sorry Pacers team. I feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah, at Indiana's home court, too. Yeah, it's, that's going to be sad. We'll, we'll go into deeper uh, conversations on that aspect. But uh, it's good to be back, guys. Round two, we had to uh, post this just because a couple of games got finalized. So now we know the full bracket and breakdown of the NBA rosters. And we want to make sure we go through the games and uh, basically tell our, break, uh, break, uh, our breakdowns. So we're looking at, uh, I wanted to go over our record really quick. Uh, I know we didn't predict predict a lot of the games to be spot on with the games that were played. Uh, Jackman got one bracket wrong, and that bracket was the Bulls, obviously because we're Chicago fans. I had two wrong. I got the Bulls one, and I got the Houston. Portland ended up beating Houston. I ended up picking Houston on that one, and I was dead wrong on that one as well, too. So um, I'll call it when I call them bad, and uh, that was a bad one. I probably won't be rooting for Harden in Houston again, but we'll see what happens. They sort of got beat up in Portland. So, um, what else do we got going on before we go into the to the West here, Mr. Jackman? Nothing? No, no not really. All right, so, breakdown, guys. We're going to start with the West. So, we'll start with the San Antonio Spurs and Portland matchup. Uh, it's the, That game's tonight. 
So we have that game tonight, and we also have the Miami Heat game and Brooklyn game tonight as well, too. So overall, uh, San Antonio versus Portland, uh, what's your take and how many games do you think it's going to go, Jackman? Well, I think it's going to be a tough competitive series. Uh, I will give the edge to the Spurs because they're the, they've been there, and they got, I believe, a deeper bench, uh, which might hamper Portland. Uh, but but Portland's a very good team. They're playing they're playing great together. They're playing great as a team, and uh, they're making their shots. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and Demarion uh, Lillard are playing awesome. They're really fun to watch. So I would say San Antonio. But how many games? I wouldn't be surprised if Portland would win. But I'll go San Antonio in uh, probably six. But okay. I wouldn't be so surprised if uh, Portland uh, makes the Spurs look old. So I think it's going to be close. Um, I, I think you're going to see the uh, the, the old. Um, you're going to see a lot of old play out of out of the Spurs. So you're going to see the age. I think of the Spurs roster. But ultimately, um, I, I still think the Spurs are going to end up taking Portland. If you look at the roster breakdown, uh, player by player, which is what we tried doing too as well, just to see. Um, I, I think the Spurs have the upper hand. Um, at center, small forward, and shooting guard. Uh, I think Lillard and Aldridge are on fire right now, and they're a great combo. But Duncan can shut Aldridge down, and I guess it's going to see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, Seattle's or not Seattle, the Spurs are known for defense. So you're going to have guys like Duncan shutting down some of these uh, young guys, and it's going to be interesting to see what Aldridge got because, I mean, it's going to be. I think that's going to be the best matchup to watch in that series. It's going to be Aldridge versus Duncan. Yeah, it's going to be good. I don't think he's going to shut him down too much. Lamar- LaMarcus Aldridge has been playing great, and he's got a mid-range jumper. He's great on the inside. I think Duncan's going to have his hands full with uh, Aldridge, even though he's a very good defensive player. I think Altridge is going to make make him look slow at times. Yeah, the other one to look at is going to be Parker Lillard. So that's going to be a decent matchup to watch too. But, I mean, if you look at the matchups, I mean, this is a solid matchup. I mean, uh, you got Batum facing Leonard. That's going to be solid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, even Splitter Lopez, not bad. There's going to be pretty even uh, matchup, yeah. I would say. and then, I mean, the only advantage I think that the Spurs possibly can have that they could take advantage of is Green over Wesley Matthews. That's really the only opportunity I see. And the reason I say that is because if Danny Green can't do it, you got Manu coming off the bench, and you also have Bellinelli. Right. So Manu I, plays heavy minutes off the bench, yeah, too. Yeah, so, I mean, bottom line, I think, for, for, for the Spurs, the key for the Spurs to win is getting their shooting guard involved heavily and try to break down uh, Wesley Matthews so you can get some points there out of at least Green, Ginobili, or maybe even if you put Bellinelli. I know they use Bellinelli in the small forward position as well, too, to back up Leonard a lot. But plain and simple, that shooting guard position is their... their, their uh, um, their bread and butter, I think, for the Spurs on taking that. So um, overall, I mean, the keys for Portland, you really, you really don't have much. I mean, I, I think that Aldridge, seeing what Aldridge is going to do on Duncan and what Lillard is going to do on Parker, I think, is their keys right now. Yeah, I'm. I almost want to change my uh, pick to Portland. I'm really up yeah. In looking arms. at the roster, you look at it and you want to, but I, I'm going to go with the veteranship and the, and the age and and. And the, the the amount of playoff experience you have in Seattle, and you can't take away that Popovich is a great coach. No, so you can't take that away. So it's almost like in boxing, how we were talking about with the Mayweather fight. Sometimes when you score a match, like I did, you sometimes you have to give the upper hand to the champ. 
Yes. At this time, I think you look at the Spurs and you have to give the upper hand to the team that, that's been around for a while. And can Portland unseat the Spurs? Yeah, I think they can. I think they could, And too. I won't be surprised if it happens. No. But no. I think what, what if Portland does do it, I think what it's going to do is it's basically going to build it's basically going to build the career of Aldridge and Lillard for the future. Yeah, those guys are playing fantastic, and uh, they deserve to go far. And uh, here's their chance. Yeah, it's their chance. Yeah, it's their chance right now. When, when when you talk to young people and you say, hey, sometimes you guys don't understand when opportunities are here, and when those opportunities are here to take advantage of them, uh, these are the opportunities right now for Aldridge and Lillard to, to take hold and, and run with it. But uh, it's almost like when the Bulls took out the Pistons and finally beat them. Right. After so many years it was of losing. That, it was that hump they had to yeah, get over. This is the hump for those two guys, I think, and it'll put them on the map for good. But all right, I'm saying Spurs and six still. You're gonna say Spurs and six? Yeah. Okay. You're still saying Spurs six? I don't know. I kinda wanna switch it. Let's go over the other ones and uh, I'll <laughs> see. I'm so undecided on this matchup. All right. So uh the next one you're looking at is you're going Clippers and OKC. Clippers OKC. Uh again, it's sort of a solid matchup. Um, the Clippers are already up 1-0, um, and they're playing tomorrow, I believe. But you've got center-wise, I mean, I think OKC has the upper hand with Perkins. The Clippers, I think the key for the Clippers is getting Griffin to take out Ibaka, if possible. Kevin Durant is the, the key for for OKC to go over Barnes and Cephalosha if they can get him involved. And I know we spoke about this earlier, and you said that Cephalosha is not an offensive, that much of an offensive threat for not, OKC. Not really. But I think he can I think he can put points up against Redick. Yeah, I mean, Redick may not be the greatest defender. Paul, but... and, Paul and Westbrook are an even match there, I think. I think they're both going to be effective against each other. They're sort of going to erase themselves from the game. Um, it's going to be heavily on Durant and Griffin, I think, here to, to lead these guys into the wins. I'm calling I, – I, I can't give up on OKC. I'm a Durantula fan. I like Kevin Durant. Uh, he just won the MVP today uh, the, for the league for the season. I, I'm going OKC in seven. I think it's going to be a very interesting match. Here's, here's the thing. Again, though, just like the, the West is full of amazing matches. I mean, what did every game go seven except for one? Uh, I don't know. I believe I know a bunch of them went seven, yeah. and a bunch of them went overtime. So the Clippers got a ton of momentum, which we spoke about earlier as well, too. And with this whole uh, Sterling thing, I have a feeling they're trying to prove a point right now, and th- they have momentum in their corner. So I, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised to see Portland and the Clippers in the conference finals, and the Clippers going to the finals. Yeah, see, my take, I think... Uh, but I can't take away Durantula winning the MVP. I mean, again, that's an opportunity for him to put a staple in his career as well, too. So I'm I'm calling OKC in seven. Okay, I think the OKC falls short, guys. I, I like DeAndre Jordan, actually, over Perkins. I think he's a beast inside and a, re- and a rebounds, and he helps Blake Griffin out. Uh, I think the Clippers are a deeper team. I like their bench. I like that they got Jamal Crawford, the six-man uh, award uh, year winner. They got uh, Danny Granger. They got Big Baby Davis. They got some good guys on there. I like Chris Paul's style basketball too. I think Russell. They're they're almost a toss up, like you stated, Big Nick. But uh, I, I think San Antonio and Portland. Both of these matches, if you think about it, in the West are a toss up. Yeah, that's why I'm stating this is the most wide open NBA playoffs you've ever seen ever. Right. No, I was referring to. I think their matchups are close too. But I was referring to Paul and Westbrook. I think they're pretty close. But I like the way Paul runs the team a little bit better than uh, Russell does. And I like 
the Clippers. I've stated before, I think they got a good mix of inside and outside game. That you got Redick and now Paul went. He was at at one time eight for eight and the shoes freeze last night. I think I think Redick though is a disadvantage for them. The only reason they've got Redick in is for that offensive points in the beginning. He's there to spread the floor. Yeah, for that offensiveness in the beginning. But then you got Jamal Crawford that's going to put in your minutes. So I think if they start Crawford over Redick to guard Cephalosha, then you're you're subtracting Cephalosha out of the threat. I don't think Cephalosha is just going to shoot a lot with uh, Durant and Westbrook. They take so many shots themselves. And Ibaka takes some. I don't see him a lot of opportunities for him. But I, Redick's a smart player. He's a good passer too, and he gets. Isn't Redick Glenbrook North guy? I think he's from yeah, here. Yeah, I think he's from like uh, up north, up here somewhere. Yes, I think he is. Yeah, he's a good passer. I mean, I seen him yesterday uh, many times. They got a play where he pretends to shoot the outside shot, and he passes it in a uh, Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin has really come on in his yeah, own now. Beast man. So I got to go with the Clippers in probably six games. All right, so I think they're going to Clippers are going to take. All right, it. notate that so that when we come back, we can see what the records. I already have us. You're you got you're up on me by one game. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we've got. Uh, you didn't decide yet on the Portland game. No, I'll I'll be that'll be my last pick. All right, keep going on that one. All right, going into the East, Pacers are already down one zero. The Wizards just beat them yesterday. Um, again, more info coming out today about Hibbard, and I guess more of the players are coming out and throwing him under the bus. I mean, we were just online on ESPN, and we heard another analyst throwing Hibbard under the bus and saying how the guy just basically looks like he forgot how to play basketball, period. Like, he just doesn't have it in him. Um, I know we uh, we were talking about Mahinmi, and I, I just don't see it in him. What I don't understand is why aren't they putting... Okay, Andrew Bynum's a head case. We understand that. You have him. Use him. Try him. Maybe then you can bench Hibbert and put Bynum in. Yeah, I don't know. If, if I seen him earlier in the season he was playing. He did pretty good against the Bulls. He's there. He dresses. He just never plays. I don't know if the coaches may be scared. I mean, Vogel at this point needs to be worried because his job's on the line too. Yeah, he's got to pull out all stops to yeah. try to get by. I mean, th- these guys were predicted to... Uh, give the Heat a, f- a fight in the yeah. conference, Eastern Conference Finals. So you're possibly looking at, at the moment right now, I mean, and we, and we said this before, uh, you're going to have a coup. And I think a lot of these guys, if, if, they, if they lose against the Wizards, I, I, would, I would possibly, Vogel's going to get fired. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for sure if he's going to get fired, but he may. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to try to unload Hibbard, but his salary is like outrageous now. Um, Paul George, I think, is going to stay. He's a staple there. Uh, David West, probably going to stay. Lance Stevenson, I think, gone. He's a free agent, too. You know what I mean? There's right. even rumors that the Bulls are looking for him or at him and stuff. But I, I just think this whole entire team is going to get dismantled after the season, and I think it's they're all upset with each other. But bottom line is, I mean, right now, Pacers and Wizards, we, we did the breakdown of their, of their roster. It, looking at it with Hibbard playing the way he's playing – I mean, the Wizards, and honestly, they look really strong right now. They look like the second-best team right now in the in the East. Yeah, the Wizards look great. I mean, they dismantled our beloved Bulls in uh, five games, and uh, Bulls barely won that game with uh, Dunleavy. He had to score 35 to win that. Yeah, I mean, you've I mean, got— The Wizards look hot. Yeah, they do. And, I mean, you got Gortat against Hibbard. Even if you have Mahinmi in there or Bynum, Gortat, I think, is going to—it's got an upper hand there. Yeah. Uh, Nene and West, I would say even, but after what I saw Nene doing to Noah, and Noah's the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I know. 
I mean, I although did, they said Noah was a favorite, he had a knee. He injury. had a knee injury, yeah, right. and I and I know the weight difference was huge there the as well too. The weight size, so that was probably part of it. But Nin is playing great. Beal and Stevenson, I think, is an even match, and I think John Wall's got the upper hand on Hill. So yeah. the only advantage that the Pacers have, I think, in this game or this series is Paul George. And if Paul George is stressed out about him getting a stripper like pregnant, I he needs to snap out of it really fast because if if. If if Paul George is not in this, then you can count the Pacers out. I wouldn't even be surprised if it goes sweep if Paul George's head's not in the game. Right, and you got a very good defender as Trevor Reza is guarding Paul yeah. George. So that'll limit him to some degree. And, I mean, off the bench, you're only looking at right now, since they're not using, like, Bynum, Luis Scola, and Evan Turner, and that's it for the Pacers. Yeah, they use CJ and Copeland sometimes. Eh, CJ's Sco- a non-factor. He was the next bull. Uh, yeah, I know, but... I wouldn't say he's a non-factor, but he's. They use Scola heavy minutes. Yeah, yeah, and Behemi's heavy minutes. I mean, I wouldn't mind even taking Scola and Turner maybe too. using Wester Scola at center and get Hibbert out of there. Well, sometimes they were doing that. They didn't play a Hibbert too much in Atlanta series because Atlanta played uh, small. If I was the coach, I would. I literally would be benching Hibbert right now. I, I don't know why he still has him in. He plays him, but he doesn't play him yeah. heavy minutes. So, uh, I mean, right now, keys for the Wizards, I think you got to stick with the two big guys. And then they and Gortat are playing well together. Uh, they're a great tandem. And then John Wall, who can, who can possibly get ahead of, of Hill. And I think the three of those guys got a great, I think, uh, connection going. So I'm, I'm calling Wizards. They already won 1-0. Um, I think the Pacers are going to win two. So I call 4-2, uh, six games, Wizards. Okay. I, I I also have the Wizards winning the series. The games, I'm not so sure. I don't think Indiana's going to win much. Maybe maybe one or two one. games. Maybe five maybe five games. Wizard. I don't think Indiana's heads in it and yeah. it shows. They they might even get swept. It wouldn't be surprising. I would not. If they I, get I, I told swept. you if no. if these guys play key, Nene Gortat and Wall are on point. I would not be surprised if the Wizards get sweep these guys. No, and you know Bo and Wall are emerging right now. Yes, Bo had a bunch of points in the fourth I'm quarter. I'm liking this Wizards team. Next year they're going to be interesting to watch. If they keep them intact. They're interesting to watch right now. Yeah, if they if yeah. if these guys get maybe uh if they have Ariza off the bench and they pick up another small forward somewhere right next year in the, or in the in the free agent market, dude, that is a team to watch out for. Right. And then the backups, you got a pretty deep bench And then they stay healthy because Nene was hurt this year. Yeah, he's he's a beast. So he, if Nene stays healthy and they pick up a small forward, dude, Wizards well they're going to put a dent this year. Yeah. Watch. But next year, they'll be damage central if they can do that. Yeah. You also got Trevor Booker, who's a hard uh, Off the point. bench. Great. Yeah, he's a hustler. He's, and he we said this. They, they also have Harrington, and they're not playing him. No. I mean, they played Drew Gooden in our series, and then Al Harrington never got any playing time. Well, so. well Drew Gooden was pretty key yesterday in the fourth quarter yeah. when Indiana tried to put a little run. It's because he's he's been around for a while. He knows what he needs to do. And Andre Miller was huge in our series. I mean, if you watch the game yesterday, Indiana didn't put a lot of effort in the game. Wizards were going, getting all the loose balls, all the rebounds. They out-rebounded them by like 20. They wanted more. They wanted more, and you can see that. And if it continues like this, they might as well have been swept yeah. by these guys. So, All right, so you're saying Wizards 5. Maybe 5 at the most. All right, yeah. and I'm calling Wizards 6. All right, yeah. so then the, the most unwatched game or the, the game that I guess no one really wants to see uh, is the Heat versus Brooklyn. See, I disagree. I think that's going to be interesting. I'm going to want I'm going to be watching it tonight. 
So, uh, I mean, looking at that, I mean, I know I, I tried looking at key areas here. I mean, the only areas I think Brooklyn has a chance to try to get an upper hand on is if they can get Deron Williams uh, to take out Chalmers. I mean, that's it. But, I mean, again, you've got – you said it. I mean, Jackman, you said LeBron does everything. He does. So that guy I mean, can pass. He yeah, can rebound. The moment you have Deron tearing up Chalmers – then they're just going to end up moving James and guarding Duran, and then he's going to get shut out. So, I mean, overall, right now, anything you really do, um, I mean, I mean, Bosch can handle Garnett, uh, Battier can handle Pierce, LeBron can manhandle Joe Johnson, Dwayne Wade can handle Livingston if Dwayne Wade stays healthy, at least. And then I think Duran is the only guy who can get the upper advantage on Chalmers. Well, he definitely has an upper advantage on Chalmers, but he's just got to use it. And he's got to be more aggressive and get everybody involved and take his shots when he's open. Yeah. He's got to put some points against this if guy. If they win games, I think Brooklyn needs Duran to be engaged as a true point guard. He needs to make sure he doesn't force shots. He needs to make sure the shots that he takes are good shots. Uh, if you're open, take them, at least if you got the hot hand. Open up the court. Try to get open opportunities somewhere else. Try to pass the ball off. Spread the spread the floor. Spread the floor. I yeah, mean, he, he, my- he can do it. But uh, and he's got the he's got the players that can help him. I mean, Garnett, Pearson, Johnson, for Christ's sake, you can do it. But I, I just don't know, man. I think LeBron James, Dwayne Wade is going to be too heavy for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Livingston is a pretty good guy. I think. See, I think Brooklyn is going to fight Miami pretty good. I don't think Miami's good as everybody's saying they are this year. I just think that the NBA in the East is not as strong as it used to be. I, I would love to see it's this not. Miami Heat team play the Bulls of the 90s, the Celtics of the 80s, and the Bad Boys of the 80s, you know, yeah. or the Lakers Showtime. I would love them to see, play them, to see them play those type of teams. I just think they're getting by, Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, I know they swept Charlotte, but Big Al Jefferson was hurt. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm calling Heat okay. five games. Okay, I think Brooklyn's going to take them maybe six or seven. I think Brooklyn's going to fight. But Heat and winning, win some. Heat yeah, winning. I got the Heat oh, okay. on this one. I, got I thought the heat. I misheard you there. And no, you were but say I think Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to go six or seven. All right, so you I'm think it's sure. going to go long. I say Heat yeah, five. Yeah, I think it's going to go on. All right, so. I think Brooklyn's got to come up with. So I think there's going to be a couple close games in the series. And I think Brooklyn's definitely, they got to win those games. And then if they do, I think they can take them deep. I hope this is where I catch up and I beat you on the number of wins we have on our brackets. All right, so West. Okay, you we know we got to go back to the Portland San Antonio right, game. See, I, I originally took the Spurs to go in the Western Conference on our, our one of our uh, previous shows and put the Spurs in there to be Western Conference champion and also champs of the whole thing. So I shouldn't change on them, but I kind of want to, you know. So I'll stick with what I pick. But I'm kind of. You're gonna say Spurs, or you want to? Well, because I already, I'm not gonna change what I picked earlier. But uh, I got a feeling uh, Portland. It wouldn't surprise me if Portland won. But I'm gonna stay with my original pick. All right. So you're going Spurs in how many games? Uh, Seven. No, I said six. So let's just go six. All right. Spurs in six. Yeah. I called Spurs in six as well too. Okay. I called OKC in seven. You're calling Clippers. Yeah, in, Clippers. In what? Seven. No. I think six, All probably. Right. Clippers in six, so that I hopefully will win that one. Then you've got, uh, I've got the Wizards in six. You said you got the Wizards in five. Yeah. And then I've got the Heat in five, and you said you got the Heat in seven. Six or seven, I'm not sure. I mean, 
I think the Heat might win it, but I think it's going to be a lot tougher than people think. I think uh, Brooklyn's a great team, and they got shooters that can hit the shots, and they got a pretty deep bench, and they got some uh, big guys. Like, you got Garnett, you got Mason Plumlee, you got uh, Andre Blotch. All those guys give Heat problems. Yeah. The Heat doesn't have much inside guys. You got the Birdman. And, and they're all aged. I mean, you got Birdman, Od- uh, Odin, who doesn't see a lot of time. No, Odin stays on. Rashard Lewis. I think um, Brooklyn's going to fight the Heat pretty good. Yeah, Haslam, Beasley, James Jones, Ray Allen. I mean, everyone's all, of age. They're, they're all old. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise me too much if Brooklyn beats them, but I just don't know if they got that um I mean, to I get mean the Miami Heat look like a nursing home right now. Yeah, they're, I believe they're the oldest team in the uh, NBA, or one of the oldest team in the NBA, believe yeah. it or not. All right, so uh, that's you notated all that stuff, right? No, but... Notate it, remember it, because I want to. We will follow it up once we're going into the conference finals. All it's right. going to be a lot quicker and stuff. So, um, all right, really quick, we're going to go into uh, a, a little bit of uh, of a commercial, letting you guys know where you guys can catch us, uh, and then we'll be uh, right back. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support and for helping us spread the word of WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. We get a lot of questions on where can you find us. It's easy and it's simple. First look at our social networking. Our Facebook and Twitter accounts are blowing up. Follow us on our Twitter account at WCSN, the number three. Like us on our Facebook page at Windy City Sports Network. We post all our shows on all our social media sites. Easy access listening. You wanted it, you got it. Our biggest platform right now is iTunes. If you have any Apple, iOS device, iPhones, or iPads, download the iTunes podcast app. It's free. Once downloaded in the search bar, put in Windy City Sports Network, and you will find both of our amazing shows. The key here is to click on our show, then subscribe to it. From then on, you will always get our most recent show. Please leave us comments and drop us a review. We are the first sports network that listens to the fans because we're fans, and we adapt to what the fans want. If you don't like Apple, that's fine. On any Android or Windows device, download the Stitcher radio app. Stitcher is spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. It's free, too. In the search bar, put Windy City Sports Network, and you will get us. Favorite us, like us, leave us comments. We are also available on SoundCloud. In the search bar, enter both shows, WTR, WrestleTalk Radio, and CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, and you will find us both there. Again, we respect and value our fans' opinions. Please like, follow, review, favorite, but most importantly, leave us comments. Our motto here at WCSN is for the fans, by the fans. We are fans, and we want to entertain you, the fans of Chicago, the best fans in the world. Lastly, email us your opinions, ideas, and or questions at WindyCitySportsNetwork at gmail.com. We would love your insight and questions will be shared on our shows. This is Big Nick 
from Studio One at the Windy City Sports Network. For the fans, by the fans. All right, and we're back. Sorry for uh, that's the worst part of the show. I don't know people hate it. Just wanted to let everybody who listens to us know the uh, avenues of where you guys can catch us, what platforms we're on, uh, so it's a little bit easier to access us. So uh, the last part I wanted to go into really quick with Mr. Jackman is the awards that they actually just gave out uh, for this season. So we can talk a little bit about it, maybe see who were some other players that should have got some of these awards or not. I know you have uh, a little bit of a challenge against the sixth man. But uh, overall, uh, Rookie of the Year was given to Michael Carter-Williams from yeah. the Sixers. Yeah, he's. i seen him against the Bulls this year. He's a very good young player. Uh, Coach of the Year, Greg Popovich. Yeah, how many of those he's got? That's already? the thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And see, I'll challenge that one. I think there could have been other players. How about some of the younger teams that are in the playoffs right now? Exactly, and and that's my thing. Like I understand the Spurs did great, and and what he accomplishes there is an awesome thing. But I, I just feel that there's there's other coaches out there that could have been. Um, put in that category and I think they weren't and uh they they could have been like I mean even Tibbs I'm not trying to be a typical Chicago Bulls fan but even Tibbs did a fantastic job with the team what he, he did had. with the players he had this exactly. year exactly minus D Rose and you did what you did I mean I just think there's other and you guys you lost Lou Aldang midway in the season yep so that's that defensive player of the year obviously uh our, our hometown hero Joaquim Noah well deserved I think yeah but you can o- always put LeBron up in there for defensive yes. player He's like glue on guys. And I'm surprised he didn't win any awards this year, but yeah, he's probably up there. And then uh, who knows? Not- he, might, he might win Finals MVP if he makes it. Yeah, he's in a running for a bunch of them. I'm sure. Most improved player, and this one I completely agree with. Uh, Goran Dragic. Yeah, he's he's done great in the Sixers. Is uh, not yeah, Sixers. I mean there was a, in the Suns. This Suns year. There was yeah. a couple games. This guy was just like lights out. I mean, he was amazing. He's fun to watch. He's a great he passer. Was. Or is still is. No, but, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Yeah, so that passer. that I completely agree with. I think that was uh, a good. I think that whole Suns team had a lot of great performances that we might not see again. Well, I think that, Gerald Green, you're not going to see a performance like that again. I think they just had great seasons this year. Some I, of these players. I don't know. They're young players, so they might continue. Uh, and they got Hornacek, who was a former player there. He's their coach, and they almost made the playoffs. Yeah, almost. I mean, yeah. It would have right. been an exciting team to watch, too. It would have been a fun young team to watch. Uh, sixth man award, uh, Jamal Crawford. And I know you uh, had a ch- challenge on this one. Well, we've seen him all year. Taj Gibson has been a great sixth man all year. He plays the second and fourth quarters. He plays overtime minutes. This guy's done great for the rebounding. And uh, he improved his offensive game tremendously this year. He scored, I think, a season high in uh, points per game. Uh, he's, he's developed many post moves, the duck and under. It's got a, he's really good. And, uh, he, you know, he's almost as good as Boozer now offensively, guys. And defensively, he's solid. So, If not better already. Oh, yeah, defensively, he's way better than, uh, uh, well, he's better. Let's yeah, put it that I, way. I just, I just think I, I wouldn't be, I, I don't know. I think Jamal Crawford was a good decision of the sixth man. He, he's a great scorer, you know. But I can totally see. Yeah. I can totally see it going to Taj, and I yeah. think he could have 
deserved it. And again, I'm going back to the season that we had with what we had. I think that Taj was a huge part of the puzzle there. Right. And, uh, we're going to see Jamal in the playoffs more, and he this guy can put up 20 points in 20 minutes. Another former bull, too. Yeah, another former bull. A lot of these guys are in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah Tavo. I mean, a lot it's of almost these... like the Cubs now. Every time we lose these guys, they become superstars it, somewhere else. Pretty well, yeah. They're playing well. Yeah, Crawford's fun to watch, and he can put up points in a hurry, so... Um, I'm not taking nothing away from him. Yeah, MVP uh, was no surprise. Kevin Durant won. Uh, yeah, well, LeBron was in the running for a while. Yeah, I was. A yeah. Bi- I'm a big fan of Durant's. I like him a lot. I, think I like he, Kevin too. He should really win uh, a, a ring. I think at least once. Uh, he was. He put up 32 points, 7.4 rebounds, 5.5 assists. He was ringing up close to 39 minutes. A 40 percent three point shooter, 50 percent uh, field goal shooter. Uh, I mean, great season. I yeah, think how he can you knock those stats. numbers? Yeah, yeah. Great stats. That's and, I mean, and, that's Jordan-esque in a way. You know, and his team was without uh, Russell Westbrook. For a start. while. Yeah, for a long time. And he carried them on their shoulders. And they were still doing well with Durant at the helm. So I'll never forget the, the year that they lost in the finals and Durant's crying as he's walking down the tunnel. Well, I'll never forget that. He's a young, he's a young. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look bad to me. To me, what it showed is the guy has got heart and passion, and he cried because he wanted it that bad, and that's why I really liked the guy after that moment and wanted him to win one after that. Yeah, he cares. He yeah. puts his heart onto the team. He's a, and he's a good kid. You never hear any problems out of this guy. Nothing he's, at all. He's a good kid. Yeah. I, I, you know. I, I like I like watching Durant. It's going to be fun. Got it. Two awards uh, that I never – well, the one I have heard, the NBA Sportsmanship Award was given to Mike Conley of Memphis. And I've never heard of this one, but the Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award was given to Luol Deng, and I have no idea what that award is about. Yeah, I, first time I heard of that one. Yeah, so who knows what happened about that well, one. Well, we all know Luol Deng is a very good player and a very good person. Yeah. He's been here on the Bulls since he uh, came into the league. So Bulls talk, really not much going on with Bulls ever since uh, um, it went down So or the, the season. Uh, Still trying ended. to get Carmelo, huh? Yeah, so right now the only rumors that I know of that are out there is that Joaquin Noah has been texting, uh, talking, and actually visited um, Carmelo once. And they, uh, he's trying to talk him into coming over to the Bulls. So uh, I know that the Bulls brass is using Joaquim's friendship with Melo uh, as a pinpoint to try to persuade him to come over to uh, to Chicago, which would be a great addition, and we'll see what happens. If that does happen, then we obviously would see Boozer get out of town too. So we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, he may already be out of town, but if, they, yeah, if they're going to try to get him, they're going to try to allocate that money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Bulls, even with Rose, what do you think even with Rose comes back? How how good do you think the Bulls are? I, I mean, again, if 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 you write down on a piece of paper what what your starting lineup would be, I mean, you would have Joaquim Noah. This is what I think it should be. Um, you would have Joaquim Noah at your center. You would end up having your power forward, uh, which would I, you let Boozer go. Um, I would not. I I would try my hardest not to amnesty him. I would try my hardest to try to train him and somehow try to get a team to appeal to unload him. And I know the rumors went out about the whole Lakers Paul Gasol thing. I wouldn't mind doing that with Paul Gasol, and then maybe just keeping Paul Gasol for a year, um, even possibly even starting him and keep Taj out on the bench. Maybe the thing is, if you bring Gasol over, he's got a heavy salary too, which means at that point we wouldn't be able to bring in um, Nikolai Miritich. From overseas. So at that point, you what do you do? A, a, a sign trade and, and like we did with Andrew Bynum, wave him? Yeah, I don't know. So and that's a possibility. We may be able to trade, get Paul Gasol, and then wave Paul Gasol. 
which would be less money on the books. So either way you look at it, this is the hunky-dory world. Let's say we waive him. So then you go, uh, who would be, your Joachim Noah at center. Then at power forward, you're looking at Taj Gibson. Then you bring in Mello, and you probably put Mello at small forward. No, I'm talking about without Mello. The way the Bulls are right now, the current roster with the addition of Rose coming back. How, do you think the Bulls are there? How far do they get? First no, round, second round, Eastern they, Conference? I think they still end the up. The whole thing? I think they end up maybe in like the second round, maybe even conference finals. They're not. I think even with Rose coming back, they're not a championship team. No, I, I don't think so either. I think they need more help. Yes. I think Rose might take them maybe we, we one saw, round. We saw that now. And, and this is why Derrick Rose's knees are bad. We saw it this year in the playoffs. No one wanted to shoot the ball in the fourth quarter. Nobody. It was like hot potato in elementary school. They were passing the ball around, and the moment you touched any bull player touched the ball, they looked at it like they were freaking out need and they were go, passing it you again. You need a go-to guy. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't have it. So, okay, so you bring D. Rose into the picture now, right? Hopefully healthy, knock on wood, he's healthy. He's not scared to take the last he's shot. He's not. No. But the thing is, that's why he got hurt. He was the only one that would take the shot. So this is the only guy in the fourth quarter. Well, some of it is his style of play. Yeah, but it he, was the only you know. guy who was not scared to take the shot, so he was over here taking it to the hoop, doing all he had to do, and this is why we got a point guard now with two bum knees. The other players got to help him more. They did too much isolation, I thought, with Rose. Which is why I think even with mm-hmm. Rose coming back, you still need to bring Carmelo Anthony into town. I agree. That way you have two threats, two things can happen, you bring Melo. Melo obviously this year scored 27.4 points a game. He had the second most points, even more than LeBron James. Not by much, though. LeBron was like 27.2. It yeah, was literally like a point. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he, he was 27 points per game. So you bring Melo into town, you free up D. Rose from driving into the cup and making his knees bad again. And you just, hopefully, right. and hopefully he does this for the uh, USA. I heard that he started playing full contact basketball. Okay, good. So I heard he's finally playing full contact basketball, and I heard I think man, in, but the playoffs just ended. I mean, he couldn't play for the for Chicago he just, full no, contact. He played his first game in the middle of the series. No, but that's his first full contact he played. Okay, it's not like he's been playing for a while. So okay, what I, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be glued to the World Championships basketball this summer, and the reason is because I want to see. The, t- the type of ball D. Rose is playing, and I want to see if he's going to be more of a perimeter shooter. Because I think if he changes his style and he doesn't drive to the cup, him and Mello will work out very well. But some of that is what made him awesome. It, it did, but he has you know, to change now. To some degree, maybe. You but have, I, I don't think you can change 180 degrees. You have two bad, you have two bad knees. You're not going to be able to play the way you're playing. You're not, or you're going to get hurt again. Yeah. So he has, he, he has to change his game to might be a perimeter just be shooter. He an average or a little bit above average he, player. He has to become a real point guard now, and a guy, not a point guard that drives in every single time until you really need really need to. But he needs to be the guy that that masters the three-point shot, masters that deep perimeter well, shot. Well, he has improved his shooting And since opens up in the NBA. court for guys like Melo, Joaquin Noah, Taj Gibson. Yeah, that's a big if. All that stuff. It. And if that happens, then we got a good point guard that we can still bank on that at least won't mess up his knees because of the stuff he does. Right. I like Melo. The only thing, watching a lot of the New York Knicks game, the guy takes a lot of shots. Like LeBron, if LeBron wanted to, he can probably score 32, 33 points uh, yeah, a game. And I'll give the that guy to doesn't take too many shots. He's unselfish. He's very unselfish. Yes. Where if, you, if you look at the stats, Melo took way more shots than LeBron did this year. And 
their numbers are points per game are relatively the same. Yeah, I'll give so, LeBron that hands down. He's one of the most yeah. unselfish superstars I've seen like in a long time. Oh yeah, I mean he's the guy that will come on a fast break with two players or him and a, his teammate, and he won't take it. He'll dish it off. He'll dish it off. He'll get the other guy some points. Yep, he can get his whenever he wants. Exactly. So and. He makes his team better like that because there's so much emphasis on guarding LeBron where he'll dish it off to another guy. He'll dish it off to uh, Ray Allen in the corner for that three. Yeah. Norris Cole or Mario Chambers for that three. Yeah. He don't care. He don't have to He don't have to be the leading scorer of the team every game. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. The, the good thing is the Bulls have two draft picks. So depending on and, – and this is why I think they need to react fast – if they're going to do the mellow thing, you sort of want to know before the draft happens because then when the draft happens, then you'll really know what you want. So if they, who knows? They may even do some kind of trade during the the draft for right. a boozer. So we'll see what happens. We've got two picks. If they decide, hey, we're going to sign mellow for sure, they sign him before the draft, then they pick up the two, then my opinion is you need to go for a center, and that's got to be your first pick in the first round. What do you mean, a center? I saw we, we're solid with so you don't you Joe don't team Noah. You don't have a backup. Nazir Muhammad is not your backup. You need a backup center. He that does is good. play. He does play. Uh, and 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 something Noah that, a ton of minutes. Yeah, I think Muhammad's okay. The only no. problem is he's thirty-seven years old. Yeah, you need to pick the first pick in the draft. Needs to be a center. If everything falls into place and we let go Boozer and then you bring in Mello, uh, you need to go for a center first pick. So if, for, I think we got 14 and 16th pick in the first round this year. You needed the 14th pick, pick a center. Someone that can at least take 15 minutes away from, 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 from uh, Noah to give him some rest so he doesn't have any problems at the end of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they, they does, the starters do play heavy minutes. Yes. And that can wear on you when the playoff comes. So if you have a backup center that can finally free up some time for him, then you bring in Nikolai Miritich, if you even can bring him in with the amount of money that he might want. We'll see what happens from there. And then you've got Jimmy Butler, who Jimmy Butler can play both. You need to keep Dunleavy, yeah. or if you get rid of Dunleavy, who else, yeah. you, you need another role player at small forward yeah, shooting. But guard. I think Muhammad played well. I just didn't see Tibbs playing him much. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think you and still t- need in today's a guy. basketball. They don't use a center as much. Although I still believe in having a good center on the team. Yeah, and and you still need to bring in a guy that has one puts in the minute, plays the defense, plays the offense. Right. Because right now you we don't have that backup that can do that. You still want you want a guy that's gonna be like Taj Gibson that will come off the bench and put points up for you, but is also solid defensively. Yeah, Tibbs, he's he leans over to the defensive as we all know. And we don't have that and center. And he stresses that. So uh, that's why I think they need to go with center. And then to be honest with you, I mean I don't I don't know I if I think the Bulls need some uh I don't know if we're gonna be able to keep DJ Augustine. No, probably if not. If you bring in Melo and you bring in uh, uh, Nikolai Miritich, I think then you're going to have to draft a point guard. Yeah, he did a good audition this year for himself. Yeah, uh, and I think he's going to ask for the money and he's going to be gone. DJ did a good audition, so I think he's going to get some yep. decent money. So you're going to have to go center with a 14th pick, 16th pick po- point guard. That way you got a point guard in the first round, you got a center in the first round, you put him in there, and then you got, even if you get a 6'11 center, so not, not a 7 footer, you know what I mean? 6'11, yeah. 6'10 center, a guy that's in college that plays decent minutes, that can at least free up some time for Noah, and then another point guard that may be even solid in case D Rose goes goes down you can bring this guy in i know he's going to be young but i mean you still yeah. need that but- unless there's someone on the free agent market that we can pick up at point yeah butler has to uh score a little bit more points for the bulls this year for the next 
year coming up. Yeah, well, I, he's great defensively. He's awesome defensively. But I think you need a little bit more points per game in that shooting guard position. I mean, look at that's a position where most teams. That's a lot of times that could be your leading or second leading scorer, your shooting guard. Yeah, and you they know, need to open that up. He needs it, he, he needs, needs to create the opportunity so he can open it up more for the team. Because if 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 Butler can shoot more, that means that there's one more threat on your team. Exactly, which everyone's going to play defense a little bit differently against us. He needs right. He was you know I you know he's did all right, but I still think his points per game need to come up in order the Bulls to take the next level. Yeah, that, and I agree with that one hundred percent on that aspect. So. Uh, that's pretty much all we got, guys. Uh, this is a short show again. Uh, NBA playoffs obviously starting, so or the round two at least. So we just wanted to go over it because we know the first game's already started. They got two more games tonight. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, we have uh, four games, which are going to be really close, almost all of them, except maybe for the Washington uh, Wizards-Pacers game. Unless the Pacers get their head out of their ass, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I think we're going to have an exciting playoff uh, series, and we'll hopefully we can get back with you guys uh, be- for well, the before, next round. Yeah, before the conference finals, yes. probably. We'll yes. go over those, and we'll probably go more in depth with the uh, rosters in the conference finals, since we'll have more time to speak on those as well, too. So... Um, until then, guys, probably in about another week and a half, uh, we'll be back with NBA Talk. Thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, Mush Jackman, you got anything for closing? Uh, appreciate it, fans, and uh, enjoy the playoffs. They're going to be exciting. All right, spread the word, guys. Please share us. Go on to Facebook. Go on to Twitter. Uh, follow us. Like us. Go on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Listen to us. Spread the word and share. Have a good day, Chicago. It's 60-something degrees outside. Nice and warm. Let's have some fun.